I'm back. When life doesn't go as planned. I was hoping that I would have bought my first house by my first birth by my thirty eighth birthday, which was in June. Today is the sixth of July. Today is my nephew's birthday, and I'm still in the house buying purses. Life doesn't usually go as planned, and this is a typical example of that. Hi. The plan was to finish or complete on the house, as we call it in the UK, or in the US. They say we close on a house by the thirtieth of June. Due to the pandemic, the UK government had a plan in place that anyone who completes before June would not pay our stamp duty. Land tax basically is a charge that is on new. If you ever buy a house, you pay taxes on it. And the plan was that anyone who completes before the end or who completes by thirtieth of June would not pay the tax. As a first-time buyer, I currently also have a good government incentive going where houses up to three hundred thousand pounds. Do not incur and stamp duty fees. This is in England and Wales. I'm not sure of the Ireland or Scotland information, but I'm just talking about England. So with the stamp duty, if I completed prior or after June, would have been about seven hundred and fifty pounds. Um, a lot has happened. Originally, like I said, meant to complete by the end of June. Um, the sellers were planning to buy a property, but it fell through around May. And just to be sure that they still wanted to sell, I did contact them. When they informed me that their sale had fallen through, I did contact them to be sure that they still wanted to sell, and gave them them some time. They did say yes, they still wanted to sell. The process hadn't gone. A lot further at the stage, so I could have easily come out of it and not incurred as much solicitor fees. Strangely enough, um, about the middle of June, everything started going like a bit wayward, and information my solicitor had asked for at the beginning was still pending, and I had to take the initiative to contact the developer of the property. So the property I'm buying is about five years old and I had to contact the developer of the, pro- the developers of the property to gain that information because the, solic- the seller solicitor was delaying on it. It's been hard. It's been emotionally draining. The last one trying to get us to complete by the end of June turned into a whole tussle where... I got a very rude email from the seller um, accusing me of being rude, being aggressive, um, being, what did he say, being disrespectful. And to be honest, I wondered where that was coming from because all this time, all I've done is to just be considerate towards them. And because they weren't forthcoming, 
I've just had to chase the agent to make sure that everything works. By the way, in the UK, we haven't got sellers agent. We haven't got sorry. We haven't got buyers agents. Real estate agents don't ask, don't act on behalf of the buyer. They do act on behalf of the seller. So we haven't got buyers agent here in the UK. Um, I'm currently waiting because they were looking to buy and it's falling through. They have to find a property. I was also a bit concerned or fearful that once we exchange contracts, so usually in the UK you exchange contracts and then you go to completion or closing, as they call it in the States. And I was concerned based on the behaviors they were exhibiting that once we exchange contracts, they would sell the property to someone else because they know that now everything is okay and it'll be easier for them to sell to someone else. And if you don't understand that, um, usually, not usually, but sometimes sellers want more for their property. So what, and it's not something that normally happens, but the vibe I'm getting for these particular from from these particular sellers is that I feel like so right from the start they send me an email right before they accepted my offer they send me an email to say that another family had come to see the property and they were willing to offer the asking price so I contacted them back and I said look I don't want to get into a bidding war and if they really want to give the property to the person, they should do it because I don't want to be in a bidding war. And he got back to me and he said, no, that's not what he's planning to do. And because I am a first time buyer and I haven't got any chain because the other people I think had a house they had to sell first. Um, they were happy to sell the property to me. So that's why we agreed and offered everything. But I don't know why I have the negative feeling that. Now that deals are falling through, they are not in a rush to sell and maybe they are willing and maybe the other person has now bought a property, has now managed to sell his, so maybe they want to take the higher offer. It's also worth pointing out that the property that the sellers are willing to buy, now that the stamp duty holiday is over, they will still be liable to pay about between £7,000 and £10,000 in stamp duty holiday and if they go with the other potential buyer, although they are not in contract and I'm the one in contract, they can then recoup that stamp duty money. Um, I've currently spent almost, if I calculate the estimated solicitor fees that the conveyancing fee that a solicitor has given me, um, I'll be spending about £3,000 on this, that's survey fees, mortgage fees, um, and insurance I bought, and also the solicitor fees, it comes up to about £3,000. And if they plan on doing this, I'll be very disappointed. Um, this is going to be my first house. I've got a lot of plans of what I want to do. And to be honest, on Friday that's just gone past. I was very worried. I was very upset. I think I was a bit um, fearful, a bit concerned. And what I did was I purposely sought out scriptures in the Bible of what God says. And I listened to a lot of um, 
gospel music I praised and I worshipped a lot. And it kind of gave me a bit of peace. I also called a very good friend of mine in the States to pray with me because I was having a really hard time about it. So we sent them a final, my solicitor, I drafted an email to my solicitor to send to them, but he kind of changed the whole email altogether. And he gave them up until the 5th of July, which was yesterday, Monday, to respond to us if they want to. The terms of the email were basically, my original email was basically, we have to complete by the 3rd of August and I'm non-negotiable about that. But I'm happy for them to choose their own exchange date. So previously, I think the reason why they sent that very rude email to me and that very unwelcoming and very unfounded accusatory email to me was because I was insisting that we complete and we exchange and we complete on the same day, which we usually call simultaneous exchange and completion here in the UK. And I think that, so for his, his email says that, the seller's email at the time said that um, they would lose out on their mortgage and they would also lose out on their... So if they do sign up for a rental and I pull out of the purchase after we've exchanged, then they'll lose out of their mortgage and they'll lose out of the money they've paid for their rental. But that's a bit unfounded because I believe that once you've once you've left your fixed so in the UK we do two year, three year, five year, one year, ten year, fifteen year fixed rate mortgages over a term. And if they are at the end of their fixed rate and then they're on a standard variable rate. So they're not really a fixed term and they're not bound by like paying of the mortgage in that particular term. So I was I wasn't really sure about what they said there, but I felt like it was always about them. So they're not considering the fact that my rental is renewed on the third of every month because my first year of rental is that I'm now on a monthly rolling contract. And they weren't really, no matter how much I've said it, they weren't really considering the fact that my rental, I have to, so my my current, my old landlord who sold the place I'm living now to a different landlord and they completed on the 30th of June because they were also trying to, make use of the stamp duty holiday. So this is something the seller knew about and that's why we had the agreement to complete on the 30th of June. And I feel like they've totally disregarded my responsibilities as well to my new landlord. And I've also disregarded the, my responsibility towards the lifetime ISA where the government gives you 25% towards buying a house. And because we were originally due to complete by the 30th of June, I'd completed the forms and given my bank notice of completion. And if you withdraw the funds and you don't return it towards a certain period, you lose an average of 6.25% of your total amount. And they totally ignore that. And it feels like it's all about them now. Um, to be honest, I've done everything I can with this house now. Um... I've given it to God. His word in Malachi 3 verse 12 says that he rebuked the devourer, and I think it's 11 to 12 says he rebuked the devourer for our sakes. Our grapes shall not fall before his time, and I'm just going to take my Bible. I'm just going to take my scripture thing, and I'm just going to read it. It's going to be easier for me. Um, He says, 
I have, so I've just written in the context of what I've done is, and I've said, I've brought my tithe into your storehouse, Lord, that there may be food in your house. And you said I should try you in this, so I'm trying you in this. Open for me the windows of heaven and pour out for me such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And also rebuke the devourer for my sake, so that they do not destroy the fruit of my ground. Nor shall my vine fail to bear fruit for me in the field. And all nations shall call me blessed, and I will be a delightful land. So with all the money that I've paid so far with this whole house buying thing, with the time that I've spent, um, with all the liaison that I've done, the verse that I'm actually standing on is, Nor shall my vine fail to bear fruit for me in the field. In the field. So I see my vine as all the processes that I've gone through with buying this house, the money that I've spent and everything, and it needs to bear fruit. And for it to bear fruit, the bearing fruit is for me completing or closing on this house. And God has to rebuke the devourer for my sake. I'm trusting God to do that. Um, people ask me, I don't know if no one has asked me, but I'm thinking, what if they come with a very bad excuse? Right from the start of this, I told God, if it's not your will, I told God right from the start of this, I'm walking with you through all this process. If at any stage of this, you don't think that it's your will, then don't let it come to pass. But because sometimes I can be an emotional wreck um, and I don't declare that over my life, I also mentioned to God that if this is not from him at any stage, let the bias come and pull out of this. Strangely enough, when they wrote me that very rude and and very accusatory email, they were very rude to me and they said, we are the ones selling the house. You have no right to give any terms. This, 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 is what, this was their comment to me that they were the ones selling their house. I had no right to give them any dates and stuff. And, and if I don't want to agree to it, then the deal is over. And I genuinely wrote them a message, but I didn't send to them. And I was going to tell them that as, and that's exactly, I think, what I put in the solicitor's email as well, but he felt he didn't send that he was a separate, a different email altogether. And my message to the sellers was going to be as a member, as a part of this transaction, I have a right to stipulate some conditions as well. And it doesn't just rest on them. I feel a spirit of manipulation. I feel a spirit of intimidation. I feel a spirit of control. But I know that that is not from God. Um, what I do know, however, is that God is all powerful. And when I stop doing things out of my own strength, that is when his power becomes known. I'm trusting God through this. We were due to receive a response. We gave them until the 5th of July to respond. Today is the, today is the 6th. I'm looking forward to a favorable response today. I'm hoping that being considerate and now giving them the option to exchange before we complete would calm matters down. But to be honest, I declare the name of Jesus. I declare the blood of Jesus over all this process. Any contention, any disagreement, any spirit of manipulation, control, whatever it is, I break it. What God says is what comes to pass. His word does not fall to the ground. 
without accomplishing what he sent for it to do. Um, this is going to be a weird podcast because I'm just talking through what is going through my head right now. It's actually 2.38 a.m. currently in the UK. Um, I don't know what you're going through. Um, I've always wanted a house because my grandma never bought one. Um, my mom, my dad bought a house for her. But I want to do something different. I also believe that the fact that I've been able to save enough money to buy a house um, with a good deposit and still have an, a very good emergency fund that means that it's something God wants me to do. Um, people say, oh, maybe wait for a husband before you buy a house, but I don't believe that's what God has for me. So I don't know what you're going through, but just like me, just trust God, just learn to trust God again. Go back to his word. If it's just one song you have to sing over and over again to believe God again, do it. If it's just one scripture, then just take one scripture and focus on it. Talk to him. Um, I do pray in tongues sometimes, but tonight I've just spoken to God. I know I'm going to buy a house one day. I don't know when, but I know it's going to be anytime soon. All the best to what you're doing. I pray that God does what you trust him for. I pray that you don't rush ahead of God. I pray that even when things don't seem to be going how you want it to because you want it so much. There's a way that you connect to God in that season. Um, sometimes it gets dark, it gets dreary. But even if it's just one song, keep singing that same song over and over again until you have that firm belief that God will do it. And when the doubts arise, just remember to declare what God said in his word. I'll come back to you in a few weeks' time. Speak soon.